Hello, hello, and welcome to take three of the intro for today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, I've pressed record, so away we go. Today, today's conversation was recorded last night after our open mic. We have a Monday night open mic at the Thornhill Arms, and it's just been confirmed that last night was our last Monday night at the Thornhill Arms. We've had some good times there, I'll be sorry to see it, I'll be sorry to leave it behind, but we'll always have the memories. On today's episode, I am talking to Ashin Dunleavy. He, he is the bar man who essentially acts as our host while we are there for our open mics. He's been there for every open mic Monday that we've been there. And he's a really cool guy. And he's also leaving the venue to work elsewhere. So this was our last night. Where even if the open mic wasn't leaving, it would have been our last night with Ashin. So it seemed like a perfect opportunity to catch up with him for the podcast. And I apologise in advance to Ashin because I had a slight hint, had a slight sense that I might have been mispronouncing his name the entire time I've known him. But this podcast very much confirms that fact. I've been calling him Ocean the whole time, but it's, it's really pronounced Ashin. That's his name in the title for this episode. O-I-S-S-I-N-E. Very, very Irish name, which is where he is from. Tells us a bit about that. Tells us about his upbringing. Just what he's about here in this town of London. This is my third take of this intro, so I can't remember if I've already mentioned this on this take, but if not, the Thornhill Arms is a nice pub about a 10-minute walk north from King's Cross Station. And I particularly like it, not just because Ashin is a great host and it's a really nice venue. The pub, their bar is in the middle and the seating is around the bar. So sometimes when I'm doing my little chat about all the open mics we have during the week I would walk around the bar either inside the bar itself or around the outside of the bar and that was always a nice moment in our nights but I t- on my way to the Thornhill Arms I tend to get off the train at Angel Station and walk the rest of the way and I walk past the Lexington which is another classic venue in London which I've had some interviews at I spoke to oh lord no this is my last i'm not doing another take of this intro okay so you're all gonna have to bear with me while i go through my list of episodes and try to remember the episode when i spoke to some people at the lexington because the lexington particularly has a night called white heat on friday nights which used to be at madam jojo's which the person from paper dress vintage used to run It's all coming together again. It's one of those. Right, let's see if I can try and piece this together and not completely lose myself. So, is it walk? It's East Side 2. Episode 134. East Side 2. When I talked to Heavy Heart, I also talked to one of the people that runs the venue, Paper Dress Vintage, who used to run, or used to work at the venue Madam Jojo's, where there was a night called White Heat. That night has now moved to the Lexington, which is the venue I walk past on the way to the Thornhill Arms. On the way back from the Thornhill Arms, I walk past Scala, which is another pivotal venue in London. I walk past there on the way to King's Cross Station, and that's another venue I've been to. I've had some... Well, I saw Fur play there in support of... Ah! It's all becoming a blur again. It wasn't shame. Who was it? Sports team. That was it. So I saw sports team headliner show at Scala... And I talked to some of the members of sports team outside the Lexington. And Scala is another venue I walk past on the way back from the Thornhill Arms when I'm heading home. 
And I like walking past those venues on the way to host the open mic because they serve as motivation. Those are two places I'd love to play someday. So walking past them. Right now I'm at the very, very, not the very bottom rung, but one of the lower rungs of the ladder as far as, far as live music is concerned, just doing open mic nights. That's entry-level live music in London. And I'm walking past a more prestige level in the Lexington and Scala. And they just serve as reminders that someday that's what I'm heading towards. That's where I want to end up. So I will really miss having open mic nights at the Thornhill Arms. I hope I get to cross paths with Usheen again at some point in the near future. But in the meantime, we'll always have this podcast. So I'll spare you an outro. This intro is long enough. Thank you for listening. This is my chat with Usheen Dunleavy. Enjoy. Thank you to Ashin. Thank you to Thornhill Arms. Thank you to everyone who's come to our open mics there. And I'll catch you all on the next episode. Take care. So I'm inside the Thornhill Arms. We finished our open mic tonight and I'm here with the gaffer, the boss of the place, at least while we're here anyway. What's your name, <laughs> sir? Uh, my name is Ashin Dunleavy. So how long have you lived in London? 23 years. Most of your life then? All my life. What brought you here? What brought me here, my mother and father, <laughs> checking, uh, what, to the Thornhill Arms? Yeah, what was the Thornhill Arms? Um, as a friend. As a friend needed bar staff and she knew the owner and so I joined three years ago. Is this the yeah. first time you've worked in like a pub? No, 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 this is the third pub I've worked in, third pub I've worked in. Would you recommend working in pubs? <laughs> he takes a pensive glance. Possibly. It depends what you're looking for. If you like a job that isn't as... It can be stressful in different ways as office, as office life, but it has a lot of perks with it. You don't have to wear suits, you don't have to be too formal. As long as you do your job and you do it fast, you're all right. And it can be a lot of fun. So, yes. Also, if you like making shit money, then definitely... <laughs> and who definitely, doesn't like that? Yeah, definitely become a bartender. Uh, that's, that's base level bartender, if you, just want to, yeah. if you just want to tend bar and give out drinks. Cocktail barman, you're going to have a lot more luck. Yeah, but um, I would recommend it, especially if you just need to get some money on the side or do a little job to keep you covered for a little bit. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. And have you always lived in one particular part of London, or have you moved? I've always London? lived. Yeah, I've always lived in North London, Archway, Highgate, between those two. I'm like smack in the middle of them. Very, very nice. Very lucky to live there, to be honest. And when you're not bartending, what what is Ocean up to in mm. spare time? What takes up most of your time? <laughs> How explicit are you? <laughs> uh, oh, to be very candid, I like to smoke a lot. Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, I train Muay Thai and I play games, and that's pretty much it. I listen to a lot of music, and that's how my life goes on a day to day basis. How long have you been doing Muay Thai? Uh, about a year now. Year, this April, end of April will be a year. Just a year? Yeah. Because you're very enthusiastic about it, to oh, say the least. I love it. Had you been wanting to do it for a while before you started, or were you completely Um, new to it? Fighting, yes, for a long time. I've always wanted to know how to fight. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be able to take care of myself in in situations, because I've been in situations in London where shit's happened and I haven't been able to do so, so, yeah. You want to make sure in the future you would know how to do so. I can just elbow someone, but no. (laughs) No, It's it's not really about that. For me, it's, it's it's a betterment of oneself and a progression and uh, there's something quite cathartic about fighting especially when you're not fighting with aggression like you would be on the streets it's, a, it's kind of like an unsaid agreement between everybody that you fight with in your gym and everything else that you're there to learn how to fight and you make each other better and you bring out the best in each other so 
And how many injuries have you sustained oh, over the course of your career in Muay Thai? Unfortunately, two major injuries. I had a sprain on my right toe that still affects me six months later. I had a sprain on my ankle that's pretty much gone, so I'm happy for that. But that took me out for a couple of weeks, a few weeks. And I have a fucking weird thing with my tendon on my wrist that every time I hook to the body it hurts but <laughs> you can work but it hasn't doused the passion the passion no, is still God, there no, you're still no, kind no. of shadow boxing oh always always every every spare second I get where I'm just standing still talking I would I'm, I'm not doing it now because it's an interview <laughs> yeah but, but if you weren't recording right now oh yeah, yeah. Sure you would be people think I'm insane but that's not the case <laughs> I just really really like doing it that's it <laughs> Now, my brother does Muay Thai as well, and he's, he's the same. That's why I recognise it straight away. Consistency is, is key. If I miss... If I stop doing it for a little bit, I, just, I, feel, I don't feel good. But to, ask, to answer your question, it wasn't the first... I did some MMA training when I was 16, 15, 16. Then I had an accident with my leg, and I stopped doing it. So, Although it wasn't related to the fighting... <laughs> It was related to alcohol. Uh, <laughs> Funnily fair enough. enough. Now, you've been here every night. We've had an open mic at the Thornhill Arms. Yes. Were you involved in bringing the open mic here in the first place? Or was it just you work Mondays and it was going to be on your shift? In terms of... I, I got it to be on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Partly because I've been doing Mondays since I started here. And also because they're pretty dead and I like listening to music. So I thought it would be a nice thing. Although I myself did not suggest having an open mic but there had been talks between me and my bosses and everybody else that there should be some sort of music on so my boss sometimes gets bands to play on Saturdays or singers that are known to the area but Monday nights I asked yeah put the put the open mic on Mondays and have you had any particular highlights since you whilst you've been here with the open mic ah any favourite performers oh yeah yeah I have a favourite performer off the bat that lady who came in like four or five, about a month and a half ago, the black girl. Yeah, who played the guitar. Oh, oh, yeah. She played the house guitar. She played the house she guitar. She was amazing. And was levels above, no offence to anybody else <laughs> no. who comes here. Including me, by the way. She was fucking. Yeah. No, she was something she was, else. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. Um, that whole sense. night was really good. We've had a few good nights here. Pretty much every night you do, right? You're really good at this. Oh, thank you very much. So and that, that's honest as well. That's completely true. You're well, I'm very, very grateful very to you for having us. We've had some quiet nights here. We've oh, had some... yeah. <laughs> I've <laughs> had many more quiet nights than you here, man. Trust me. <laughs> Especially on a Monday, fuck. Before you lot came, I'd be lucky if I get like nine people sometimes. And I've been begging to try and get you on the stage. <laughs> but alas, it's your last Monday. So I've been unsuccessful. If it was a ring and some gloves and you put the mic dangling down, I might do it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if there was no crowd, if it was just you and the mic, what song would you be likely to perform? Oh fuck! That's odd. That's a, that's a, that's there's too many, um, too many that I like to sing. I think I know you, you might know one of the one of the songs. Quite possibly. <laughs> Grandma's Hands by Bill Withers. Absolutely classic. Which I was introduced to. Well, I knew it. I recognised it as a sample. Did you? Because oh, uh, it reminds me of uh, oh, No Diggity, Black Street. Really? They use, like, the grandma's hand sounded similar to that, and that came out in the 90s. So Black yeah, Street clearly sampled that, yeah. that. I didn't know it was sampled till See, I heard I, that original, and I was just like, wow. I was going through Spotify playlists at work, mm-hmm. and it came up about a year and a half ago. Somebody must have added it, because it wasn't on the playlist beforehand. Oh, yeah. 
And yeah, and then from there I was like, shit, Bill Withers, all right, cool, we're gonna. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have some of that. Yeah. Who, what most informed your taste in music? I get the impression your Uh, taste is pretty varied, but were there any moments growing up where you're like, ah, that I really like, or anything like that? No, I come from quite a musical family in terms of, well, my mum's a piano teacher, so I've got, in, in, in inverted commas, classical music. If that's what it it's varies, obviously it's not just classical, but that kind of genre of music. All my life from my mum. My dad was a contemporary dancer, so and he just loves every sort of like ethnic music, but not necessarily. He doesn't particularly like four four beats, so he doesn't really like rock. He doesn't like. But he'll listen to all sorts. He actually taught us how to play the tabla when I was younger. Wow. Yeah. So we got lessons how to play tabla and loads of other things and my brother was really 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 into rock so rock and any sort of that that kind of area of music I got from him and then me myself I started singing crooner songs really when I was younger I loved to sing Sinatra Dean Martin so that influenced me because none, none of my family really like that in, a, in that sense. I don't like big band music, but I do. Yeah. So, so that's yours. That's where yeah. you kind of stake your flag. Yeah. So I have, that's where I got all of my influences from. But if, if, it's, if the beat's good, the groove's there, it's a good fucking song, I'll listen to it. I'm not too fussed. Plus, I was, I was a raver back in the day when I was like 17. So yeah. pills and drum and bass, yeah, that got me <laughs> fucking through several nights. <laughs> got me through several, several nights. It was that memorable night after we lost the singer from The Prodigy where I played Firestarter oh, yeah. about 20 times yes, yes, in yes, between yes. every performer. She only that makes me want to go and hit pads. <laughs> yeah. I'll get into a room when I do that. Well, Osh, thank you so much for having us here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and pleasure wherever you end up, always. I hope our paths cross again. Indeed. You take care of yourself, man. You too, Roy.